Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405, the number here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani back, feeling a lot better this week. Animal communicator Joy Turner is also feeling better. Ernie Rodina here. And Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. And of course... Stacy Cohn. Every state has their own bird, they have their own tree, they have their own insect, and there's one state that wants to have their own dog, which I think is a great idea. I think every state should have their own dog. This state, Kansas, <laughs> wants to have a, what do you think? What would be the state dog of Kansas? Chihuahua? I'll tell you. Coming up on Animal no. Radio. Okay. It well, better be Toto. Exactly. That's my breed. That's my breed. So I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, you're not in Kansas anymore. I don't know why I didn't not, think of that. And I guess it's not just any type of terrier. But we'll have to wait to find out because if we, I'll tell you, the last time we uh, broke Stacy's story before she broke it. Uh, she broke I, us. Yeah, I never lived that down. Margaret Cho, comedian Margaret Cho, is coming up in just a few minutes, and uh, just getting over Betty White from last week. Awesome show. We have coming up in a few weeks. We have Cat Cora, Ed Begley Jr., Billy Dean, all on the way. And uh, we're very excited about that. If there's somebody you'd like to see on the show or hear on Mom, the show, let Cho us know. Cho is on the show. Cho is on the show. She's a tattooed gal. You, pro- you two probably have a lot in common, I would imagine. What do you? What's you your know, tip going to be? My tip is actually going to be, we got a lot of clients that use special medicated shampoos that they get from veterinarians that um for their, for their dog skin problems. And there's a few things you got to do in preparation to use that for it to work properly, and I'm going to discuss that. That's just right around the corner. Let's hit the phones. By the way, if you uh, don't get through on the phones or you you don't want to be on the air, but you have a question, you could send us your tweets at Animal Radio or over at Facebook at Animal Radio. And of course, be sure to like us at Facebook at Animal Radio because every single day this week, we're giving out a GPS pet tracker and some other gifts for your animals. And these are only to people that like us on Facebook. And uh, so we, we need as many people like, frankly, I'll tell you right now, there's not a lot of people that like us. <laughs> hey. <laughs> don't, Everybody if married, likes If you're married, us. don't get it. Your wife will find you if you're walking the dog. You got to change, get new excuses. You can't go out with, it's great for the dog, but you can't use it as an excuse. I'm going out to walk the dog. No, you can't. I have no idea. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's hit the phones. We have Cindy on the phone. Hey, Cindy, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. Oh, we must be listening on WEEU. Uh, yeah. I have Joey Volani here. I understand you have a grooming question. I do. Hi, Joey. Hello, Cindy. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. I have an 11-year-old golden retriever. This is my second one, and she is extremely curly. Um, around the ears, as curly as a sheep. And I, you know, get her groomed regularly, and I also bathe her. But she never comes out with that really smooth, shiny coat that I see on a lot of Goldens. And I was wondering if there's any product I could use or if you have any recommendations to kind of give her that healthy glow. Well, are you comparing your dog to the dogs that you see on, on the dog shows and whatnot? Because a lot of work goes into that to get that nice and straight. And it's not that we can't do it on your dog. It's just going to take a little bit of time. 
What you okay. want to tell your groomer, if you have your dog groomed regularly, you want to tell them that they need to use a stripping knife and actually hand strip. It's a grooming method. It's a professional method. It's not something that you want to do at home because if you do it wrong, you're going to make it worse. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to have them on at the grooming procedure to strip it out and so the hair is actually pulled out until it's straight. And basically what it is, it's a deep combing method that you're actually removing the coat out by the root. Now it doesn't hurt because what you're removing is the coat that needs to come out. When it grows back in, it's going to grow back in flatter. In the meantime, okay. what you can use is, do you know the, um, the serums that you use for your own hair? I know that Redken has it, and it's called Glass. And basically, yeah. it's a smoothing serum. And what you okay. can do is you can actually use that and comb it, and it'll keep it in place probably for about a day, and then you're going to have to reapply it the next day. And that, in the meantime, can do it. Also, a straightening iron, but I tell people at home, be careful with that because basically, it could be a little bit dangerous to use on your pet if they move and, and you can burn them. But the best okay. thing is is to get the, get the um, area hand stripped out and then it'll grow in permanently um, and then you just have to maintain it um, you okay. know just by brushing combing and then when they go to the groom we'll just do a light stripping and um, you'll be much happier. And they could do okay. that anywhere on the dog that has curls where they shouldn't be. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. one 405 to connect to Joey Volani, our groomer here, or Dr. Debbie, animal communicator Joy Turner, Ernie Rodina, our brand new horse expert, or Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Margaret Cho on the show today, very funny comedian. And, of course, uh, Stacy working hard in the newsroom. What could be worse than when you go over somebody's house and their dog sits down next to you and their breath smells Worse than a can of tuna that's been out all week long. <laughs> so bad. Well, where am I going with this? Yeah. It's Pet Dental Health Month, the whole month. And I'm going to tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Yes, and... Uh, I thought she said br- breast. Yes. That, that her breast smell like tuna. No. Okay, and then I heard teeth. So yes. I realized, okay, well, I'm on the right show here. Yes, yeah. It's not Breast Awareness Month. It is Breath <laughs> Awareness Month here. So I love your accent. So let me ask another question regarding the smell from the mouth. I I, I heard back in Russia that uh, in America it's one of the biggest crime to have a human uh, smell out of the mouth, and it comes to the dogs too. So what is your intake on that? Uh, what is the hottest things on the market for that one? For 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 dogs or people, we talking about here. We're talking about dogs. <laughs> for the okay, people I know, just this, just get one vodka shot and you're done. I'm talking about the dogs. You know, it, it, they have to go in for their dentistry, and then once they go in for the dentistry, um, what us groomers are recommending are those gels and sprays that um that are actually a lot of our sponsors um are, are, are carrying right now, and they work they work great because they work good on my dogs. Yeah, yes, Pets, Pets Life. Life makes the best. Yes. Pets How to use it? Just spray? It's an oral gel. You put it in the water, don't you, Joey? No. It should be American way. Spray and forget he, it. He, he, he has a few. He has a spray, which I use to spray um, because my dogs, it, uh, you know, to get the oral, to get the gel on is a little bit of a pain in the neck. And it's um, on my dogs, but they're weight. It's four sprays once a day. And I got to tell you, it really made a major difference. I actually use the oral gel on my teeth. 
For yeah. for reals, yeah, because you yeah. don't bite your hands. It's yeah, <laughs> it's. Meant I, to, I just yeah. I just a little bit cautious about using the word oral. I would just say you know so I don't want people misunderstood. <laughs> would join just to this program, you know. It's just for the cleaning teeth. I would put this way. See, I'm in California. It needs to be politically correct. You know, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team. Let's uh, kick off the show with. Oh, by the way, Margaret Cho will be on the show. Comedian Margaret Cho <laughs> in just a few minutes. Uh, let's kick off with the couple of tweets that just came in. By the way, you can tweet us at Animal Radio, Facebook us your questions at Animal Radio, or send them to us via email at yourvoice at animalradio.com. These are for Vlade. He's getting all the tweets today. The first one comes from Bridget. She says, my grandma is training a chihuahua to be his help dog. Are some types of dogs harder to train than others? Well, good luck with chihuahuas and train chihuahuas <laughs> for obedience. It's like training the cat to swim. Of course, and it comes to Americans' um, belief that everyone is created equally. It is not. Not every puppy is created equally. That's what the breeders, you know, create a different breeds in order to fulfill certain needs. So we have a breed characteristics within every breed, but we also have a different personalities. Yes, uh, Judy, we can have, we can find Chihuahuas, more like a, you know, like a sweetheart. Wants to, now, they're sweet to the people, to the owners. Don't get me wrong. They can be bitchy to in other people, and that's the biggest problem. They are very attachable. Do you know who who is reminding me Chihuahua in the new uh, presidential candidates who is running for the office? Who? Uh, Paul. Oh, Ron Paul. Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah, Ron Paul. He's Chihuahua. <laughs> so, so my answer is to you. Of course. And the Chihuahua will be number one on the list, who will be very hard to train. And I could, I could add Sharpays, Chow Chow, and we can go more on that. But I'm not the breedist or whatever you call it, feminist, because I love the females' dogs. But in reality, that's what it is. Well, who do you and think the, is the easiest to train? What kind of dog? Of course, Stupid Lab or Golden would be easiest. <laughs> not because they're stupid, because uh, they just, you know, they're just so willing to do everything think what you want them to do. That's what retrievers were bred for, to, you know, work for men, for women, with with people, and that's what they constantly need your, you know, directions and approval and disapproval for its actions. Uh, the, the only harder part of training those dogs, it's a very hard for them to figure out you're not playing now. You mean business. By the way, this very, very quickly, I just came up, uh, just came from uh, Corona Del Mar City where I was next to the Starbucks and, and uh, was working with uh, some aggressive Pomeranian who now is the angel. But one lady, very muscular lady came in with her uh, race car. What is his name? I always confusing that in English. It is... Um, Greyhound? Vermeranian. Vermeranian. German, German car. Uh, German oh. dog. Weimaraner. Weimaraner. Yes, sorry. Okay. Weimaraner. Yeah, Weimaraner. Sorry. So that dog was pulling her. I said, crazy. And I told her, look, you know, your dog needs to be trained. And she, and she said, oh, you know, this dog is untrainable. It's impossible to train those breeds, those breeds she mentioned. I said, don't tell it to me. You know, I'm the dog trainer. And she said, well, I'm the dog trainer too. So that's unfortunately nowadays, that's what we have. Although most of the dog trainers, you know, it's, don't call me like a, uh, racist or uh, feminist whatever you call it just happened to be 
blades, it could be stupid man too. But the thing is, you know, you, you, I'm trained untrainable. And uh, so many trainers, they just, uh, you know, avoid the problem and uh, manage them somehow and uh, make excuses. And after going and attacking real trainers, that's a very upsetting. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go, help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bike Club. So cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bike Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Hey, Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What's going on in your world? I'll just sit here playing on a laptop waiting for a load. Waiting for a load. So you're not sitting in the bathroom. Well, I was earlier, but not now. <laughs> not that kind of load. You're, you're you're probably OTR is what I'm thinking. You're waiting to pick up a, a delivery, right? Well, yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll try not to disturb you there, Bob. <laughs> oh, no problem. You don't hear an echo or anything, do you? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, i got a question for you. How come it is that you get your dog chipped, you go to a vet, the vet's never checked the chips as a, you know, when you do, just when you do an average check of the dog, when you hook the dog over and kind of give them a, you know, a glance over and, and check them out, I never mm-hmm. bother to check to see if they have a chip in them and see if the dog is wrong to the people that brought the dog in. Right. I had a dog well, stolen. I had a dog stolen a while back that had a chip. Oh. And if the vet had bothered to check, he would have found out the dog was stolen. Hmm. Did you ever? You never got the dog back? No, we never did. Oh goodness, I'm sorry. You know, the, the big thing and the challenge with it is that checking for a chip isn't the same thing as checking for the ownership of the chip because they're, they're different things there. So um, there are some veterinarians that have a policy of scanning each and every pet that comes to the door. And it really depends on the hospital policy. Now, if they do that, they find a chip number. But that does not mean once we run that scanner over that chip, it, nothing lights up and says this pet is stolen. It just says this is the number for that pet. So in order to actually find out if that pet is stolen or lost, you have to call the microchip registration, give that number, and find the disposition of what the status of that chip is. If it's stolen, reported stolen, lost, or never registered. And I'll tell you, never registered is a huge problem with microchips. Just because they check for a microchip doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily get your dog back if Joe down the road takes the dog in 
says, hey, this is my dog. My uncle gave it to me from Tennessee. And they check him for a microchip. And they say, yeah, yeah, we know he has a microchip. We haven't registered it yet. There's no way that veterinarian is going to play cop. And they're not going to know that that gentleman is not being honest with them. They may know there's a chip there. But there's a little bit of some um, discretion as far as, you know, what's the incidence of suspicion. So for me, what I do, every new pet that I see, puppy, kitten, adult, if it's a new pet that's to my practice, I scan them. And, you know, I've had people where there have been some weird situations where they'll say, ah, you know, no, he doesn't have a chip. And if he has a chip and they state they've never had a chip, for me, that's a really big red flag that goes up. And I start calling um, and checking on that status of that chip. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it sure has. And, you know, um, it is surprising how many people, when they find an animal and they see it and maybe in, um, you know, unkept state, you know, maybe it's matted, it's got wounds on it or it looks skinny. And there's a lot of people, when they find a stray animal like that, they say, oh, whoever had that pet didn't love him. They wouldn't have allowed him to get this way. And I'll tell you, I had a cat that somebody found uh, a year prior brought it in for vaccines for me and I scanned it. It had a microchip. We had the owners there within five minutes and the lady who found the animal actually was contesting and saying, no, I don't want to give it back because she was running loose. Obviously that lady didn't love her. So there's a lot of people that kind of have that mindset, you know, when they find a stray animal and um, it, it can really make a problem for those um, honest people that have their pets microchipped and that want to do use the system how it's supposed to work. Um, that's really part of the problem. But yeah, I agree with you. It'd be nice if, you know, we were more thorough in not only scanning, but also having some means to check on those chips to make sure that, um, you know, what the status is. But uh, whew, in a busy yeah. office day, you know, it would be hard. You'd have to have, a, you know, a deputy or someone to be checking on all those microchips to make sure that each and every well, one is valid. I, I didn't know there was a number. I have home again on my dog now, and uh, they told me that when you scan it, the name of the owner comes up. Nope, I didn't know it was incorrect. a number. Yeah, you know, it's just a number, but you know, there ought to be something that the companies can do if you have a microchip in a dog and your dog is lost or stolen, you should be able to report it and they should be able to do something so when that chip is read that it comes up in an alert or something. doesn't get flagged. If I call home again and say, hey, my dog was gone. Don't they, they can't put a flag on yeah. that, on that chip so if somebody does scan it, it'll come up and say, dang, here he's, uh, Missing. They can put a flag on the information, but they can't put a flag on the chip. Once the chip is in, you also got to register it. And a lot of people just put the chip in and what, they forget to register? Yeah. And even some shelters um, that will have a chip in a pet when you adopt it, if it's not registered into the new owner's name, it'll never do any good. It only registers and brings that pet back to that shelter. Does that answer some questions for you there, Bob? Yes, it sure does. I'm kind of curious, and I just figure out to ask. Well, we appreciate you listening, Bob, and uh, we'll let you get back to your load there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all take care. We will. 1-866-405-8405. Please don't call while you're on the toilet. In just a couple of minutes, comedian Margaret Cho will be on the show. She did um, an episode of, of Groomer Hazard on Animal Planet with me. And um, she did one of the quick sniff challenges, and she was a sweetheart. What's a what Very was, funny. What was a quick sniff challenge? Quick sniff challenge was um, you, you got a leg up. They had to um, do all kinds of, like, they had them doing some crazy things. I forget which one that that, that, um, that, that she judged. But, like, they had to, I'll give you an example. They had to make dog cookies, and then they had to, you know, taste them and see which was the best dog cookie. And oh, if you cooked the yeah. best one, then you would 
get an advantage in the next challenge. We have a quick sniff challenge at my household, but it's a totally different thing. <laughs> Don't think I want to know that no, one. It'll be neither. part of it anyway. Margaret Cho has some uh, a lot of tattoos. See, the difference between your tattoos, Joey, and her tattoos is her tattoos are not visible. visible. Yours are all over your Unless arms. Unless she wants some. Mine are only on my arms. and um, You know, I mean, hers are probably better because tattoos on women generally come out better than on men. I'm jealous, and, and I want to, you know, just rip the skin, on, skin off and get new tattoos. Look at that, Hal. How does mine look? Yours... Yours looks good, and Joey's yeah, looks good, too. Good. i got to say, Joey, nothing wrong with your tattoos. Mine are old. I, I got mine before they were fashionable. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, if you've ever dreamed of making an omelet with eggs from your very own chicken coop, if you live in San Diego... Now's your chance. San Diego City Council this week voted on sweeping changes to pave the way for expanded urban farming. Among the new rules, residents in most houses can keep up to five chickens, while goats and beekeeping are now allowed in single-family homes. Can you imagine this? My neighbors would absolutely... All I need to do is add some chickens to the mix. I mean, with my dogs and the way they bark, I actually have to go to court again for these stupid dogs. They're not stupid. It's my neighbors that are stupid. But... um. Gosh, can you imagine the noise in the neighborhood? I love that. I think it's great. Council members say the changes are common sense. (laughs) Tell my neighbors that. Since communities need more opportunities to grow their own food as they become more vertical and denser. Well, one Kansas lawmaker wants to take a page from the Wizard of Oz and make the Karen Terrier the state dog. That's the breed of Dorothy's dog, Toto, in the movie, uh, you know, the Wizard of Oz that Judy Garland carried around. Toto, no, no, give me back Toto. You remember that. Representative Ed Trimmer, I get your pretty dog, too. Um, Ed Trimmer, who introduced the bill, joked that he'll probably get barked at by other lawmakers the first time he takes the floor. Good for him. I think that's great. Every state should have their own dog, don't you think? There's a former supermarket security guard who is living the life of his boyhood hero. The UK's Orange News says Duet Dutoy has moved from England to Africa so he can live like Tarzan. The 24-year-old says he's become obsessed with Tarzan as a child while living in Nambia. He now spends three nights a week living in the African jungle. He eats fruits and insects, and he hangs out with the animals. Dutoy spends the rest of the week residing at his parents' home in South Africa. He's filming his life in the jungle with the hopes that he may be able to land a role in a Tarzan movie. What a good way to get a role. This is perfect. But while he's enjoying life in the wild, Dutoy says there's something missing. He remarks, quote, what do you think it is? It's not the chimp. It gets lonely. I'd love to find a Jane to help me pass the time. I'm thinking about it. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free. That's Danny, one of our dream team. To my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. To my right, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Groomer Joey Volani and animal communicator Joy Turner. And brand new to the animal radio dream team, Ernie Rodina, our horse expert here. <laughs> You, you kind of mispronounce everything, and no wondering that our listeners don't even remember my name. For some reason, they am receiving so many emails and calls, and they say, we want to talk to the Russian guy. Could you help to tell everyone who is listening, what this is, is my name? Vlade, V-L-A-D-A-E. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Thank you. Vlade, you. Vlade, Vlade, <laughs> Vlade. By Vlade. the way, Vlade. We'll answer some more Vlade tweets in just a couple of minutes. You can tweet us at Animal Radio or Facebook us at Animal Animal Radio, or email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com, or call toll-free if you'd like. Hi, Lee. Hello. What's going on with you? I have Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard here for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, we have Hi, a beautiful Ali. wife, Holly. She's a two-and-a-half-year-old dog at this point, and she's, uh, what I would say, very intelligent, highly reactive, and high in personality and maybe dominant uh, to some degree, she really pulls on a leash. And uh, we haven't been able to uh, stop that. She's so eager. What I would like to know is what she thinks of us and her life. I'm just wondering if there's any uh, information there for us that we should know. Well, that's a very interesting question. Nobody asked me that one before. Um, you know, I, I don't believe too much in psychics and don't believe too much in, uh, you know, something which is not too scientific. But, however, uh, let's try to sort it out. So you have a Kali who is very well known as the wonderful dog. I mean, those dogs are have wonderful personality. They're sweet, uh, very hard to develop any aggressiveness in their dogs. I mean, I remember in Russia, we tried to use them for the military as a guard dog. Boy, most of them were just, they failed, uh, you know, to bite anyone and develop mm-hmm. any aggressiveness. You know, they're sure. such a sweet dogs. Well, Great sniffers, by the way. We've had them before, all our lives, in fact, but we've never had one like this. Okay, and let me talk about that particular one. Before I tell you what he thinks about him, <laughs> let me ask you what you think about your dog. And what if you could just put in one sentence, what what what, what don't you like? Like say you you came to the plastic surgeon, okay? <laughs> and I am I am kind of ultimate plastic surgeon because I'm working after another people who screwed it up. And I always was thinking, I wish the people would come to me as the first, not as the last. Oh, yeah. Um, so tell me, please, if you come to me as the plastic surgeon and you want to do something behavior makeover for your beautiful Kali, which was my, my favorite, one of my best favorite breeds, tell oh, me, please. Oh, I can see why. Yeah, tell me, please. Uh, they're very handsome, too. Have a, almost like Russian blue eyes. Well, tell me, please, what don't you like about your dog? I, I'm just wondering if I give in too much to her dominance and her wanting to be alpha. Uh, no, no, you're not listening to me. No, no. What don't you like about your dog? I don't like my dog. What? Okay. Uh, what I don't like really is her extreme pulling on the leash and her not really being totally reliable obedience-wise when we're out on the beach in California. Uh, you know, she's going and doing her own thing pretty much. Uh, sure. I give her an arm signal, and she comes now, which is great progress. 
but I'm just, I was wondering, uh, you know, if there was anything that we should know regarding her handling. This is nothing about dominance. This oh. is about your dog hasn't been taught how to walk properly on the, on the leash. Okay. And this is the easiest things you can do yourself in five minutes, literally. Oh, if you're man. not going to listen, different trainers who are going to come up with uh, that stupid idea, if the dog is uh, pulling on the leash, you have to stop and look in the dog's eyes and say, well, please don't do that. <laughs> or every time when the dog pulls, yeah, you know, it's 90% of the trainers nowadays like this. No. You, you, you need to use dog's orientation reflex it's so simple all what you need to do you need to use doggy mother uh, biting color which i love a lot it's a very humane it's very safe for your dog especially it's never hurts but very effective i'm talking about uh pinch color with a quick release um, I like the Germans more, even though in Russia we still love Germans as much as Republicans love Democrats. But we admire their, you know, the only people who don't like it's Polish. No, we love Germans nowadays. But, you know, they're great engineers. So the thing is, um, I would use that color and would make sure the, the, the color is, uh, the leash is very loose. And the dog is around, the dog is a little bit ahead. I gotta turn around quickly and make that very distinctive, uh, kind of, um, um, I don't even call it snap because it's more like a bite with my left hand. That's how I view it. I mean, you have to watch the video, which is an anim animalradio.com. When you go on animal radio, you see the videos, and I showed it how I did it with Akita. So it's nothing even to talk about this. Now, not coming to you when she's somewhere around, unless she has dog ADD or selective hearing or learning disabilities, which I know colleagues don't have it. So it's like this. It's like your child. You say, Belly, come over here. And the belly says, forget your mother. You know, I don't hear you. I don't want to hear you in this situation. This can be resolved in the different way. You first need to go in not such a distinct, uh, destructive uh, area and put maybe 10 15 feet uh, leash on her and work on that leash. After that, maybe you gotta buy um, from hardware store 30 foot clothesline, like clothesline which we're using for uh, drying the clothes, mm -hmm. and attach the end to her and uh, the the rest of the rope on the floor. You say her, Heidi, come, whatever her name is, and Heidi says, Forget your mother, and now you have to forget her. You gotta basically <laughs> stop on this rope and say, Come, because doggy mother mother says one time and after doggy mama bites and doggy mama doesn't go to the jail it's just in america you can hear if your mom says no please call one eight hungry blah 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 and turn her in if the doggy mother says no as the russian mother says no you can call whoever you want and canine culture do not have child protection agencies or or puppy psychologists and staff mama lick mama bite it's forgiven and forgotten by using this method, you can fix it too. And what you don't think about you, I think you don't think you're not the leader because I think Holly must have a leaders in their life. 
and by teaching her walk Andalusilish and watching you instead of you watching her because this is like more like dating. The more attention you give to her, the less you will receive yourself. So <laughs> make her watch you, not you should watch her, especially her butt when she pulling you. And by making him come to you, you becoming the boss, she will not just love you, but also respecting you. Thank you for calling to Animal Radio. Thank you ever so much. We much appreciate it. That was a good one. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to AnimalRadio.pet. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. Oh, Ladybug just giving you a big old smooch on your face there. I know it. I just turn around and there she is. Before I even know what's going on. Get it? You got tongued, I think. Uh, I hate when that happens. Sort of gross. I know. That's not good for you, is it, Doc? No, you know, it's not good. There's a transmission of uh, parasites and bacteria. And gosh, you know, we have a theory in my household, both my father-in-law Father-in-law and I caught a cold. He claims from my dog. He thinks the cold was passed from him to the dog to me. Granted, there's no kissing going on between us. Is so that actually you. possible? <laughs> you know, it's it's possible within some realm uh, of possibility, but um, not terribly likely because uh, you know that would require a pretty close proximity for all of us to be passing uh, kiss fluids. I, you know, I don't I don't make this a habit. I don't believe in a dog licking my face, my child's face, anything. So, you know, I just turn around and she was there. I, I don't do this as a as a habit. I enjoy it. Ew. Well, you know, and it happens to me at work all the time. I'll be talking, you know, examining a pet, and my mouth will be open while I'm, you know, blabbing away, and this dog will come... And, and tongue goes in my mouth, and it's like, ew! <laughs> well, at least the dog likes you, and yeah, as a veterinarian, yeah. that's a compliment, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a hazard of the job, but uh, it's a reward in its own way. Yeah. Hey, Lou, how are you doing? Great. How are you? Very good. Do you have any dogs? I've got two dogs. i got a male and a female. They're both pedigree, and uh, we don't kiss. Sorry. <laughs> don't kiss. Won't don't let kiss. that happen. Good. No. I'm with you, Lou. Do they, even, no. do they even try to kiss? You know, yeah, they do, because... The, the male is really attached to me. He'll, he'll follow me everywhere. And when I sit down, he'll jump up on the couch. No, no, not the face. He lick the back of my <laughs> hand or my foot. That's fine. I'll go wash up, but not the face. I'm sorry. Now, are you primarily scared of uh, diseases, or is it just gross? No, it's just something I don't I don't really like. I, you know, they say the dog's mouth is cleaner than mine. I don't really want to test <laughs> the warning no. on that one. <laughs> no, we found out that's not true. Yeah, I... Oh, Thank goodness. First of all, if a dog's mouth is cleaner than mine, mine is uh, mine's pretty not that clean, I'll tell you that. Plus, you know, I just yeah. saw them licking down there, cleaning their you know what. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you right there. Well, thank you for your call. Is that all you wanted to talk about today? Well, uh, what, um, earlier I was doing your program talking about cats. Yeah. And I'm not certain which one of your guests was. I had a cat named Garfield. Oh, okay. How cute. 
our field lived to 22 years old. Holy moly. Wow. I'm assuming indoor cat? Uh, no, he was an outdoor. And I, wow. I'll make this real quick for your program. We set, we got him in a town called Atalanto. Our girls were very, very young. Um, he got caught by a younger family, and they brought him in a garage and put barbed wire around his neck while he escaped and he came home. He got mauled by two dogs. Ooh. This dog had a really, really hectic life, but we loved him. Wow. And the day I had to put him down, I uh, let me Let me tell you, that's... I, a... I cried like a baby. This, this cat was a member of the family. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I had talking to a guy... That was four or five days before I put Garfield down. And he said, well, I cried like a baby. I said, not me. It's just an animal. That's all it is. Yeah, I hate so those odd. people. I hate those people. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. You but, know. But real quick, real succinctly, this, this cat was something else. Uh, he was very, very laid back. He was 22. And when the doc, Dr. Um, Edwards in the Animal Medical Clinic, um, I said, uh, am I doing the right thing? He looked at me and says, well, when you reach 150 years old and sticks a needle in your butt, let me know if you're doing the right thing because I think you're, you'd be welcome in. Oh, how, long, right. how long ago was this? We put the cat down uh, about four years ago. We still missed him. Oh. Um, no, you'd be surprised. I mean, the, the, the cat was uh, a member of the family and does have a living memory with us. I'm, I'm surprised. That I really am. That's that's the way it is. That's you know, the way we feel. Same week, one of my cats uh, uh, died, and my uncle Louie died. I was more sad about the cat because, yeah. uh, frankly, I didn't shed a tear about over Uncle Louie. But yeah. the animals... That's horrible, Hal. Well, you know, the animal gave me unconditional love. We've uncle been, Louie, not so much. Yeah, well, you don't see Uncle Louie oh, every day. So yeah. yeah. But the, the, the day... Forgive me for this, but the day I took him down... My wife didn't want to go. She couldn't do it. She couldn't handle it. She said, you're the man. Go down and take, take him down. But Dr. Edwards, the doctor that had saved his life three times before. Wow. He got mauled by the dog to, with the uh, barbed wire. And there was another incident. Well, I gave the cat to Dr. Edwards. Dr. Edwards looked at, him, looked at me and said, it's going to be all right. He laid him down. And I'm, I'm crying. And I'm petting the cat. I'm saying, Garth, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Everybody's put his hand on my shoulder. He said, so good. He's gone. It's all right. He's gone. I said, what? He said, yes. He's gone. I mean, it was just that quick. There was no pain. There was nothing. Put the pages over the cat a shot, and he went to sleep. I'm hoping I go that way. Will someone euthanize <laughs> me when it's time? Yeah, so, I will, Hal. So I want to be your Uncle Louie. Okay, I'll be your Uncle Louie. And let me go that way. I appreciate your time, Lou. Now, I appreciate you allowing me to tell the story. Thank you very much. Awesome. I feel needed that, that, I don't know what you call it, that requiem, I guess. It's Thanks. cathartic, isn't it? It is. Well, I'm going to, hey, help me cry a little bit now. <laughs> we're, we're, I feel, each, look at the hair standing up on my arms here. I am. Okay. He was a terrific cat. And that Dr. Edwards. He's a godsend because he really helped me through it. He really did. He called me two days later and asked how I was. So, he's a good guy. He was a good cat. Great cat.
22 years. That's pretty yeah. long, Doc, don't you think? I just had a 21-year-old cat come in this morning, and uh, it's kind of the same situation where we're getting down to talking about, you know, the quality of life is getting there where, you know, it's becoming time. And after that period of time, you know, that that is a kid. That is a, an adult lifespan. This is Animal Radio. You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson, amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles. Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your entire dream team here, your beck and call, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joy Turner, our horse expert, Ernie Rodina, and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Uh, let's, uh, Stacy. what are you working on there in the newsroom? What could be worse than when you go over somebody's house and their dog sits down next to you and their breath smells worse than a can of tuna that's been out all week long? Right? <laughs> it's Pet Dental Health Month, the whole month, and I'm going to tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. And that's just around the corner. Let's uh, hit the phones, one 866 405 Oh, by the way, Margaret Cho will be on the show. Comedian Margaret Cho Woo-hoo. in just a few minutes. Let's see. We're going to Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina. How are you? I'm great. What's going on with your uh, dog, cat, or iguana? Uh, cat, and he is, um, well, he had fleas, uh, and I was told by the pet store to buy boric acid uh, to put into the carpets to eradicate the fleas, and I did that, and... Um, and uh, he started, you know, shortly thereafter, he would walk on the carpet. His whole underside um, became just really red and hot, just a lot of heat. And the pads of his feet were, um, I think, maybe burned by the acid. I don't know. but um, hmm. uh, And now he's just licking himself excessively. Uh, he's losing hair kind of uh, in, you know, both on the same sides of the back legs. Um, mm-hmm. He just won't stop licking himself, and uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. Now, with, with his foot pads, are there any sores on his pads, or is he just licking them a lot? Uh, he was just licking them a lot. It looked like possibly, you know, this was two weeks ago that this all started, but um, uh, it looked like it was a chemical burn because he's got kind of like, uh, I don't know, when I look at them right now, they're kind of indented a little bit, kind of like, uh, mm. kind of pruney in a way. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's remotely possible. Boric acid is, is kind of one of those natural things that we can put in the environment to help with flea control. Now, it is not solely 
a method of effective flea control. You need to use that with other methods, what we call integrated flea control. So something for the pets, something for the environment, and you work on the different life cycles and the different places that the uh, critters all live. So that being said, if that's all you did, we didn't really effectively get rid of fleas. So um, well, that's another whole topic. As well. What's that? Advantage, I did that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So you're, you're doing some other stuff. I, now, with boric acid, it's, it's generally quite safe. And it's, and many people say it's as safe as salt, as table salt. But there, there would be some possibility you could get some dermal irritation from that. But it, it really does not commonly occur. Um, so as long as a pet has healthy skin to start with, they generally don't get irritated and they don't absorb a lot of it through their skin. Now, if we have unhealthy skin, um, or irritation kind of already existing, then you might get more exposure potential. And um, when I hear of kitties that are scratch and chew and have hair loss, um, and I know that there's fleas in the environment, that's always suspect because flea allergy dermatitis can go on long after those fleas are gone in their environment. So that may be still some of that. So we may need to get this kitty to the vet so we can talk about getting her some good relief for itch and discomfort. But when you said something, it kind of piqued my interest um, where her foot pads kind of pitted in, you said. And there's, there's some weird conditions that we can see with cats where they'll get sores, um, swellings on the foot pads, or even uh, depression. So if you push on them, they kind of push in and stay that way a little while. Kind of like um, a dehydration type thing or... Well, there, there are actually some different types of skin diseases, and, and there's one that's uh, basically a plasma cell dermatitis in kitties that can cause some swelling in the foot pads and also some ulcerations and also some other type of skin issues. And it kind of goes along with some different types of allergy complexes in cats. Um, so those all being said, that, that warrants a trip to your vet, um, not to your pet store. So I would say make sure we're, we're talking healthcare with the right professional here. Um, and for me, if I see a kitty with some serious foot pad symptoms, then we may go looking for some of those skin diseases. We might do a biopsy. We may start with something simple like check for skin mites, um, little microscopic critters. Um, and we may even just do something like even trying courses of medication such as an antibiotic or an antihistamine. So it really is going to depend on what your kitty's skin looks like. But there are definitely some therapies that I would consider and um, really know that we are likely dealing with more than just um, probably just a contact your irritation here. Okay, so thank you so much. Okay, well, I hope that's helpful. And, and I know it's always hard when there's so many different things. Well, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this, it could be an allergy. Um, but the, the real, real truth is we just got to get our eyeballs on things and see, or even poke and scrape and smell. <laughs> we veterinarians use all our senses. So I hope that we can get your baby feeling better there, Sabrina, and Thanks all our best wishes to you. Thanks for your call, Sabrina. We hope things get better. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Vladi the World famous Russian dog wizard all here at your beck and call. This Healthy Serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Grain-Free Red Barn Naturals, canned food for dogs and cats, always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you so much, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. I believe we had a call for animal communicator Joy Turner. And by the way, if you don't get through today and you'd like to contact one of us, you can uh, send your email to yourvoiceatanimalradio.com. Brian? 
Yes, how are you guys? Good. I have animal communicator Joy Turner here for you. What's up? Hey, Joy. I'm a great fan. Great fan of all of you guys. Thank hey, you. And how can I help you today, Brian? Pretty good. I'm calling about my cat, Bobby Lee. I named this cat after a fictitious character in a book. And I want to know if he's happy. I found him in a car. He was trapped in the body wall of a car over in Oklahoma. And I'm a trucker, and I just, I like the cat. And when I got him, he was half dead. And I just want to know if he's happy. He says, well, he isn't sure. Happy actually completely explains how he feels because he credits you with his life. And he said he owes his life to you. So he doesn't know that happy even like enters into the equation. It's just like, how can you thank someone that's given you your life and taken such good care of you in the meantime? So he's very pleased. He's very contented. He feels like he's exactly where he wants to be and needs to be. And he is so grateful and appreciative. Well, I mean, this little guy has helped me through a rough patch this summer. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of trucking right now. So I'm, I'm working and talking at the same time. But this little guy has helped me through so much. And uh, he's, he's really my best friend. He says he feels that the feeling is mutual and he feels that it is not just his duty, but also his very great honor to be able to do anything at all that he possibly can do to make your life better or easier. He said, after all, you gave him his. So he is just totally ecstatic and he would do anything at all for you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. These animals are so darn lucky to have us. I'll tell you that right now. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our dream team. And how the animals feel like they're lucky to have us and we're lucky to have them. It works so it out goes well both that way. Ways. Yeah. It does. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Does being bitten by a poisonous spider put you in a romantic mood? A new study being conducted at an Israeli hospital seeks to determine whether toxin found in a spider's venom can be used to treat erectile dysfunction, much like Viagra. The study was launched after researchers learned that men who had been bitten by poisonous spiders suffered from unusually prolonged erections. In the study, three types of poisonous spiders will be used. The spider's venom will be milked with a special sponge. Among the spiders being studied are the black widow, the female spider known for sometimes eating her mate after romance. Please see your physician before catching and milking a poisonous spider. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Kibble with another dog tip. My blind dog makes more money than I do. That's Dee Dee Murray. She's a painter, and so is her dog, Hallie. She can't even see. I thought I had a pretty good year, but she she made more money than I did last year. Hallie's a long-haired dachshund that Dee Dee adopted about 11 years ago, and the dog recently went blind. Hallie paints and has saved lots of dogs with the money she's made off the sale of those paintings. It's a little hard on the ego, but I'm so proud of her, it doesn't matter. <laughs> she's an amazing talent. Because of Hallie, we've saved lives. Hallie paints. Good girl. 
That's good. We're always talking about getting your dog to behave the way you want with positive motivation, setting your dog up for success, and taking baby steps when you try to teach your dog to do something or behave a certain way. And Dee Dee's a master of knowing how to do that. She paints faster, the better the treat is. There you go. Paint a little more. Good girl. That's good. There you go. Good girl. Okay, paint. Good girl. Good. Very good. Okay, paint. Good. Girl. That's it. Go ahead and paint. There you go. Good girl. Hallie's 13 years old and Dee Dee sure knows how to get her best work. She tends to paint in the same area. All the money from the sale of Hallie's paintings goes to a nonprofit that helps abandon and abuse dogs. Every dime. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Don't get me going. But yeah, yeah, yes. Very proud. Yeah. Pretty impressive stuff when you find out that Hallie the dog is blind and nearly deaf as well. And it just goes to show with calm leadership, positive reinforcement, and patience, you can teach a dog to do amazing things. She can't even see. It's just amazing. Dee Dee knows Hallie's days are numbered, but if you give a dog what they need, they'll pay it back ten times. She is my life. You know, I do everything with her. Very good. It took a few months for Dee Dee to train Hallie to paint, and you have to take it step by step and slow. But look at the rewards you get when you spend time with your dog. Because let's face it, all they want to do is please you. Yeah. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hi, this is Victoria Stillwell for Animal Radio. Never buy your puppy from a pet store. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. McLaren Automotive is pleased to announce the 720S MSO defined carbon fiber active rear spoiler is now available for both the 720S Coupe and the Spider in North America. Previously available as a factory option for new vehicles, the 720S MSO defined carbon fiber active rear spoiler now allows customers without that option configuration at production to upgrade their vehicle. To find your new McLaren, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, one 405 8405 And in just a minute, we're going to find out uh, the solution for bad breath from Stacey Cohn. And, and not human bad breath. This is uh, <laughs> strictly talking about your animal's bad breath. Mainly dogs, I think. Even though cats can have some pretty bad breath. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of ours does. Woof. Well, I'll tell you, she can clear a room. <laughs> She can knock the buzzard off a meat wagon. <laughs> the buzzard off a meat wagon. I like that. I like one. that. Write yeah. that one down. That's good. I'm gonna I just, I'm gonna steal that line before the saliva has even dried. Uh let's see. We have Derek on the phone. Hey Derek, welcome to the show. I understand you are a new listener. Uh, I am. It's actually Eric. But yes, I am. Oh. Oh, I'm s- today. New listener, and I've already screwed up your name. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. It is Eric. What kind of animals do you have? Uh, I have a uh, seizure alert service dog for my son, Daniel. A seizure alert service dog. What kind of dog is it? Uh, it's a yellow lab. And oh. we also have a tiny uh, teacup-sized Shizu. She's six pounds. What does she do? And we have a... Uh, she's just a pet. <laughs> she, she's a food yeah. alert. If, if food there's alert. food around, she alerts you. Yeah. Uh, my son's service dog, it's a yellow lab. Her name is Dove. Um, we got her from a uh, training facility 
out of Xenia, Ohio. Am I allowed to say the name? Oh, absolutely. Uh, four Paws for Ability. It's the number four Paws and then F-O-R Ability. Oh, Ability, and okay. They, uh-huh. And they, their uh, training facility specializes in service animals for children like my son who has autism. And Dove actually can alert, and she's done it dozens and dozens of times, she can alert to my son's seizures about an hour to two hours before they happen. Wow. Wow. I had a seizure once, and I'll tell you the one thing that about, about it is you have no idea that it's going to happen. You just suddenly wake up and find yourself uh, disoriented and usually the fire department around you. Uh, or mm-hmm. But uh, in this case, your dog, what is your dog's name? Dove. Dove? Dove. She's, she's from the uh, chocolate litter. She has a brothers and sisters named Godiva. Uh, Truffles and Wonka. I'm I'm serious. Some coolest names you've ever heard. (laughs) So now how does Dove know that your son is going to have a seizure? Do you know how? Uh, Well, there's uh, two common theories uh, throughout the medical community. I I wrote a paper on this a couple years ago for school. I'm in college at night as well as work full time. And the two theories are um, the first one, which isn't the popular theory currently, is that they can detect subtle changes in the body's posture because, as you're very much aware, that uh, dogs actually communicate through looking at their master's body posture as well as their tone of voice, you know, their look, things like that. Um, the more common theory, and with the theory that I hold, is that they detect through scent. Yeah. Uh, wow. And that scent is an electrical discharge in the brain that happens, you know, an hour to two hours before the, the seizure becomes outwardly manifested. And that electrical discharge starts with the neurons all firing in the brain at the same time, and that creates a generic odor. Eric, I'm Joy Turner, the animal communicator, and I can tell Uh you, Dove, is she knows that I can speak with dogs, and so she's been talking to me while you've been talking. She wants to tell you her theory about how she knows what's going on. Dove says the way that she knows that a seizure is going to come is there is the smell element because the chemistry in the body will change. The electrical is a whole different element to her because the electrical energy in and around the body organs and especially the mind will change. And there are some very interesting things. I don't know if you're all aware of this, but there is the physical body and then there is an energetic body that's around and through the physical body. People might see that as auras or that kind of thing. That body changes significantly and she picks up all of those signals and knows when to alert for your son. So what does Dove what does Dove do to alert? I mean, does does Dove come to you and say wow, bow wow or or what what happens? How do you know that uh, your son's going to have a, a seizure? She will come into the living room from Daniel's room and actually sit and have a very intense stare. She won't be like huh. wagging her tail. She'll just sit there and just look at you. Wow. And then if you she did this just three nights ago, and then if you don't notice her staring at you, which obviously is a very subtle behavior. She'll scoop forward and then stare at you again closer, and then she'll put her paw on your knee, just one paw, and keep looking at you like, hey, hey, I'm trying to tell you I'm doing my job here. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, Daniel's fixing to have a seizure, you know, and it's almost, most of the time it's when an hour almost to the minute. Mm. Very, very good. Uh, what will you do when, you, when she alerts you? What will you do? Um, well, if we're in another room or if one of uh, Daniel's nurses aren't sitting with them, then we'll go into the room. They start monitoring him, and then we have medication that if the seizure actually uh, happens, then 
you know, we'll actually administer the medication to stop the seizure from going into status epilepticus, which wow. means that if he seizes over and over and over again, it becomes a, a medical emergency. Is Dove ever wrong? Is she ever wrong? Yeah. Uh, she is. Uh, in the very beginning, because Daniel is autistic, and part of what she's trained for uh, through four paws for ability is as disruptive behavior. In other words, she can actually break a meltdown uh, by lapping Daniel, giving him high fives, uh, kissing him on the cheek. Oh. These are all things that she's trained to help him with. And because he doesn't understand why he has a dog, they have to bond. And anyone that has a seizure alert service dog, there has to be the bonding process where the dog understands who am I alerting for, uh-huh. who am I trying to take care of. And it took us about a year to fully get that bond. Mm. So. Yeah, she has missed them, but she's much, much better at that now. And there's been times when, oh, you're not alerting. You're staring at me because you want to go outside and go potty. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Judy, get Eric's number and everything. What I'd like to do is I'd like to make sure Dove is part of our Hero Pet Awards and, and at least mentions, because I, I think this is a hero pet here that we're talking about. Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the animal radio studio stunt dog, uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the animal radio studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay and to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. You know, most people brush their teeth every day, but far fewer of us remember to do that for our pets. And the American Vet Medical Association is reminding pet owners that bad breath can be a sign of serious health problems. You know, I was at the car wash the other day, and this lady brought in her little chihuahua. She's actually a dog walker. Of course, she loaded me with her cards and everything when I said I have three dogs. But um, her little chihuahua was probably 80 years old. I have no clue. It jumped on my lap and just kept breathing and licking my face. And I want to tell you something. That chihuahua must be eating tuna fish since it was two years old. It smelled so bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Periodontal disease. It's probably the most common health problem that vets find in pets. It's estimated that by uh, the age of two, 80% of dogs, 70% of cats have some form of periodontal disease. So they recommend that you brush your pet's teeth every day or at least several times a week. The cost of a toothbrush and pet toothpaste far less than treatment for dental disease, which includes x-rays, teeth cleaning, and tooth extraction. And you know what? To put that dog to sleep to do their teeth, it's probably around 350 bucks. Well, it's the first kind of its uh, thing in the state. It's uh, a pet ambulance. Can you believe this? It's designed to respond to emergencies for your best friend, and it's now in operation in southwest Florida. Cindy Reese's dog Dudley needed help, and he needed it fast, so his vet sent for the pet ambulance to get him to the emergency room as soon as possible. Southwest Florida Veterinary Services Dr. Wendy Arsenault and her husband came up with this idea. It's piped for oxygen. Unlike a human ambulance, we actually have 
have oxygen cages. There's an ECG, a defibrillator, blood pressure, IV fluids, a catheter supply, first aid. Pretty much everything in a human ambulance is in this ambulance. It's an ambulance designed to save lives. And time is of the essence. And the faster that you can administer that aid the better they can do, said Arsenault. One thing that would make the ambulance a little better is being able to use sirens and lights. It's something that they don't have permission to do just yet, but that and even more advancements are in the works to keep tails wagging. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals, like the Morris Animal Foundation does. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. A couple weeks ago, we had Betty White, who's doing a lot of fabulous things for the animals. Now, next week, you have Billy Dean. Now, I'm not familiar with him. He's a country singer, Hal. Come on. Get with it. I'll have to get with the times. <laughs> but really excited. Today, we have comedian Margaret Cho joining us. Hi, Margaret. Welcome to the Cho. Cho. Hi. Thank you very much. Where are we, where are we calling you today? I'm in my home in Los Angeles, and um, I have my uh, Australian cattle dog mix here and my Chihuahua Pomeranian mix here, and they're sleeping um, on the bed, and, and they're uh, here with me to do the interview in in a, in a quiet mood there today. Well, I know they're a muse for you and, and for some of the comedy that you write. Well, I do uh, write a lot about my dogs, and, and I've, I've had dogs now for, I guess, about um, almost 20 years. You know, the uh, first dog that I had... Um, Rafe was 14 when he died some years ago, and he was a big shepherd mix, and he was just a wonderful, wonderful guy, and, you know, I really miss him a lot. Now, was that the the song on Codependent? Is that about him? Yes. I wrote a song about him um, with Patty Griffin. Uh, I, I think, you know, we were both kind of inspired about writing love songs for our dogs, and I don't think there had ever been a like a love song that was pretty serious that was really sung as a duet between a dog and his owner. And so um, that's what the song uh, is about. It's called Hey Big Dog. It's sort of about human problems versus dog problems. It's really lovely. Okay, and I'm sorry, it's Cho-dependent is the name of the CDI. I'm codependent. That's why it came so easy to me. But the the deal here now is that you sing, too, and I didn't know this. I I just found this out today. Uh, Well, I do uh, a bit of, you know, like, it it really is mostly stand-up comedy, but it's stand-up comedy as music. You know, the the music that I make is pretty much um, really an extension of what I do as a comedian, so it's not necessarily that far off. But I am a musician also, and... uh, a uh, pretty good singer, so I really enjoy that part of my life as well. Now, uh, you just mentioned that uh, your dogs are on the bed with you. Are you one of those people that sleep with your dogs? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, but the little Chihuahua Pomeranian was, like, very adamant about the cattle dog not getting on the bed. Like, she, you know, the little dog is the boss. Of and course. So she gets very angry <laughs> when anybody else gets on the bed. My big dog, Rafe, was too large to get on the bed. He used to get on the bed... Well, I think when he was much springier, and then later in life, he had a lot of hip problems, so he couldn't actually make the jump. Uh Or if he did, he needed assistance, and then he needed assistance to to come off the bed. So he ended up sleeping um, next 
to me um, in a little bed on the floor, and then the cattle dog also sleeps at the foot of the bed in a little, um, sort of her own little dog bed. But the, the chihuahua, of course, has the run of the house. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'll tell you, my animals, they sleep wherever they want on the bed, and I have to move and accommodate them. Right. I mean, it's sometimes, you know, it, it, it's like you can't really make any uh, space for yourself. <laughs> Although, you know, I really love having the animals on the bed. Like, it, it, it helps me sleep, you know, and when I'm in a hotel and kind of away from them, like, I'll put pillows on the bed to sort of simulate <laughs> dog, dog bodies. Uh, you need to travel with some stuffed animals and place them on the bed to make yourself uncomfortable. I you know. Say. That's a good idea. Yeah, life-size stuffed animals of your dogs. So I realized just now that you you were brought up in the hate district in the in the 70s, and that's Ooh. where you actually went to grammar school. And I can't imagine what you learned in grammar school, maybe to roll joints. I don't, I don't know what you learned on <laughs> I, hate I guess. Well, there was a lot of that still going on, you know, in the 70s. Like, of course, it was like a carryover from the 60s and then... You know, but it was an amazing place to grow up in. And, and also, you know, like I was around some of the first really like tattooed people. And, and um, it was very, it was a very great kind of culture to be around. Well, you're tattooed all over now. I am. I am very, very tattooed. Um, although you wouldn't necessarily know it to look at me just because m- most of them are not visible under uh, what I wear. So mostly just kind of for me. Any animals tattooed on you there? Any of your dogs or anything? I, I have a lot of birds. I have some horses. I have um, a lot of snakes. I have no dogs um, as of yet, so that'll change, I'm sure. Yet being the key word, yes. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a tattoo from my big dog, Rafe. Um, it's sort of a memorial tattoo, but I have um, him as a horse because I, I used to take him for long walks on this horse trail and I, I really honestly believe that he thought he was one of the horses that he would see because he just really responded to them in a way that was so magical. And, you know, he was a big and mighty dog, but I think he wanted to be bigger. And so <laughs> I thought he would be best remembered on me as a horse because that's what he aspired to be. Wow. That's what he thought. Well, I know that our little ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she isn't really aware of her size. And sometimes she'll go to a, a bigger dog and start nipping at it. She she thinks she's bigger. I and think it's like a Napoleon syndrome or something. What yeah, do they call she's that? only eight pounds. Yeah. Mm, yeah, a lot of small dogs do that. I mean, I think a lot of small dogs are so really, their confidence is built by their owners, you know, because we love our small dogs and we just completely build them up and um, give them a lot of dog pride. And, and I think, you know, maybe that's what happens when you, they sort of encounter larger dogs. Yeah, you know what I've heard too is that we carry them so much that we raise them to oh, a level sure, so they sure. look down on even big dogs when we're holding them so they think that they're mightier uh, and greater when they're in our That arms. makes a lot of sense. But also my, my little dog will climb up to the highest point on the couch so she will like uh. sit like higher than anybody else in the house. So I think she sort of believes that she rules everyone. What do you think the silliest thing you do to spoil your animal is? Um, I don't know if it's so silly. You know, what I what I like to do is I like to make um, very, very advanced dog toys. I, I've actually made them with my sewing machine where I'll, like, hmm. take a bunch of, like, older, like, fabric that I'm not using, and then I'll hide a dog treat inside of the toy, like kind of like a squeaky toy. So I'll actually make um, uh, sort of a fresh uh, dog toy that they can act, totally destroy um, every day for them. So tell us a little bit about Dancing with the Stars. 
I did that last year, and it was really hard. They pay you so much money. It's a really insane Good amount yes. of money. <laughs> like, huge. Like, more than I normally get. I was like, why is this so much? And then... You do, and you go, oh, I see why this is so much. so hard. Do you practice dancing yeah. with your dogs at all? <laughs> they, well, they uh, always, when I start dancing or doing anything like that around them, they start barking. My, my cattle dog barks so loud that her front paws actually lift off the ground. <laughs> well, let me give out some of these CDs now. Cho Revolution, 1-866-405-8405. Oh, we got this beautiful... It's a woman's tank. It is a... Yeah, this won't look good on no. me. No, Choho, how? That doesn't look Cho-ho, good. Choho, we don't... <laughs> if you're not lucky enough to get through today, you can pick these DVDs up at your local uh, store and probably get them and online at Amazon. Also on Mar- uh, MargaretCho.com. It's all there. Margaret, thanks so much for joining us today. Of course, thank you. Go give those animals a big old hug from all of us. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. All right. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The Porsche Macan Turbo is returning in 2020 with quicker acceleration, a higher top speed, and improved ability over the previous version. It features a 2.9-liter turbo V6 engine. It'll go 0 to 60 miles an hour in just 4.3 seconds and has a top speed of 167 miles an hour. The 2020 Macan Turbo will arrive at dealerships in the fourth quarter of 2019. To find your new Macan, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go. Help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. It's Animal Radio. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your questions. Also, groomer Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie, and animal communicator Joy Turner. It's toll-free. And you can also uh, hook us up on Facebook with your questions at Animal Radio and Twitter at Animal Radio. And like us at Facebook. We need more people to like us. (laughs) On Facebook, that is. Yeah, everybody likes us, Hal. Just uh, not on Facebook. And we're, we're actually bribing you. If you like us on Facebook, we're going to give you a gift this week. Chances are pretty good you could win because, frankly, we don't have a lot of 
people liking us on Facebook. I, Stop it. I'm taking it a little personally. I mean, what does that mean I'm if you're not on Facebook me? now? Because I want a gift. <laughs> you're not eligible. Yeah, you can't win, Joey. Put in a fake name well, now, like now I now do. Now I'm not going. Well, do a fake name like I do. You know, the conversation we were having on Facebook this last week was about whether or not your dog or cat or iguana, whatever it is, do they sleep in the bed with you? Because 20 years ago, the dog was out back in a kennel. Yeah, they weren't even in the house. Now they're in the house. They're family members. And in my situation, I have cats all around me at night. In fact, I blame all of my back troubles on (laughs) the cats. I know. You won't move them, do you? You have to move for them. I have a lot of trouble with the animals in bed. Joey, you were talking about that a couple of weeks. Ago. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. And Vlade has been trying to help me out here because I'm a groomer. I'm not a trainer. I'll, I'll never say that I am. And we have the four Karen Terriers that sleep in a um, king-size bed with my wife, and I'm not allowed to get into the bed. They, they basically attack you. Remember Jinjin on oh. Genie? Well, well... Think of Jinjin, okay, but four times and um, just, you know, tearing you up because you're getting in the bed. So I sleep in the other room. <sighs> yeah, I would put an end to that. What is your wife? She she doesn't mind, does she? She's okay with that? No, she wants me in the other room. What are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. She's probably trained I'll tell you what, it, yeah. it's, it's Most of the time it ain't too bad being in the other room, so. Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 do your pets sleep with you? We go to Sugar. Hey, Sugar. Is Sugar your real name? It is. I love that. I bet you're a <laughs> sweet gal, too. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. it, that may be debatable. We'll have to ask my <laughs> husband that one. <laughs> do you let your animals sleep in bed with you? Yes, I do. Uh-oh. What kind of animals I do you do. have? I do. I have two pugs, and uh, my younger one, who is nine years old, has slept in my arms Aww. from the time she was six weeks old. In your oh. arms every night? In my night? arms, and that's how she goes to sleep. She crawls under the covers and then crawls back out and keeps her two front paws on my upper shoulder and head on my shoulder and stares at my husband next to me. Oh. Does she keep him away? Between us. Does she keep him away from you? Uh, she won't move. <laughs> yeah, so the answer is yes. How big is she now? How much does she weigh? She's, she doesn't weigh too much. She's uh, probably about 10 pounds. She's a real little one, and my male sleeps on my other side, but more towards my hip. What does your old man think of this? He's not happy. Yeah. The thing I noticed with the cats is it's really ruined my spontaneity, if you know what I mean. Well, we have cats, too, and we have a lock on our bedroom door because my one cat opens the door with, opens the door handle. Oh, wow. So you don't let the cats on the bed, though? Well, I do if the dogs aren't going to chase them, but it's usually a chase game. So at night, my cats are up at night um, roaming. They think that they're catching things, and they're just uh, going after the dog toys and carrying them and screaming while they're carrying them. Yeah, I can't see having your bed as a racetrack. We keep them locked out so we could sleep, and there's no chase games going on. Yeah, okay. Well, I feel for your husband there. But you know what? We've always slept with our animals, but it, it's not been where they have slept in the middle, like yeah. my female does. I mean, we, we used to sleep with our Dobie between us. So they would much rather have your husband out of the bed, basically no, what you're saying, correct? No, not really, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to move my pug. <laughs> or is she going to move? 
Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for your well, call. It was nice uh, hearing your um, radio show this morning. Is this the first time you've heard it? It is. I'm not usually up as early as I was. I was on my way to my son and daughter-in-law. She uh, went into labor this morning. Oh, congratulations. Do we have a baby? No, but it was a false, false oh. alarm. So I... Um, Nine o'clock came back home. Okay. Well, we appreciate. And I will be listening to it. You now. can also catch the podcast after it airs nationally, or if you have XM Satellite Radio, you can also listen on that. There's there's a couple of ways. I'll encourage you to check out the website at animalradio.com. I will for sure. Thank you very much. Oh, thank for you. Calling. Boy, nice talking with you. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Okay, it's time for us to all go back to our regular jobs. Well, except for you, Doctor. You're, this is your regular job. That's <laughs> what I do all, all the time. There's no escaping, so. Hey, <laughs> that's how we that's how we do it here. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Have a great week. This is Animal, Animal. Animal. Radio Network. Network.